everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We want to invite you to learn more about the heart and vision of City of Lights. So check out our website at cityoflights.church and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at City Lights Indie. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy today's message. This is your old roomie and fellow church planter, good friend, Brian, and Siobhan is not here, but both of us, and really our entire church, Bethel, Cincinnati, just want to wish you guys over at City of Lights Church a happy two-year anniversary. Uh, We know the work, the -the behind-the-scenes things that it takes to, to see your church take off, and I just want to let you know you all are doing a great work. Every time I've gotten an opportunity to go there, I felt so welcomed and encouraged at what God is doing through you. So to many more years to come, much love and let there be light. Love you guys. Hey, John and Kelly and City of Lights Church. We are so excited for you here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, My name is Andy. This is my wife, Amy. We pastor the church here, High Point. And uh, we are so thrilled to celebrate with you on your big two-year anniversary We've had the pleasure of knowing John and Kelly for literally over 20 years and uh, couldn't be more proud of them and uh, just so thrilled for the accomplishments that you guys are experiencing right now. Yeah, and you guys, for those of you that have been part of the church from day one, you are lifesavers. I know, Um, having planted a church before, there's nothing like people coming together, banding together, and seeing God do something really incredible in your city. So... Two years is a huge mark for you all. You all have so many years ahead of you. And I know with John and Kelly as your pastors and just the great leadership there, only amazing things are going to happen. That's right. We sure love you guys. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Happy anniversary. (laughs) Hey, John and Kelly. It's Wendy and Adrian here. We just want to say congratulations. Can't believe it's been two years. We are so excited for you guys. We know it took a lot of work, and it's been so wonderful. So just know we love you, and we're so proud of you. City of Lights, uh, serving as an elder in your church, I am so proud of what God is doing there. Um, It's amazing to see the growth from the beginning uh, when you guys were just starting in a small setup team to just watching so many different people volunteer, people coming to know Jesus in that church, people being launched into the great things that God's called them to. And so I just want to let you guys know uh, on behalf of our elders that we are really proud of you, really proud of John and Kelly and the incredible work that's going on there. So guys, keep it up. Keep fighting this good fight. The city of Indianapolis absolutely needs you guys, and you guys are really changing that city, which ultimately will impact this nation, which will ultimately impact the world. So, guys, keep it up. We love you. Right here from the Dirty South, peace. Man. Man. Well, I'm so grateful. Um... Those people you just saw on the screens, um, again, God's called us to spiritual family, and those people represent that. Uh, The first video, Pastor Dr. Brian Taylor was a roommate of mine twice in Nashville. Um, We've walked, as, as Andy and Amy said, with 
with that crew for about 20 years now and just seeing God do amazing and miraculous things. And this morning, um, we wanted to intentionally, you know, get the party in full effect uh, sooner than later. And so I'm really just going to exhort to you guys and, and give a short charge this morning um, because I want, I know that there's a, an aspect to this concept of being light and shining that can at times be a little bit complicated in nature, and so I want to help give some proper perspective to that. Thank you, Gabby. You can go ahead and have a seat. Thank you. Um, you know, today is a special day, and if you're here uh, for the first time, you're coming in to this celebration um, you know what, we, we may have to figure out a way to have a DJ every week, but we don't normally have a DJ every week. Some of y'all might be thinking, man, this place is lit, I'm coming next week, and then you'll be disappointed because he's not here, so Iman, let's work that out, homie. Uh, but uh, some of you might do they have a DJ here every week? It's a little too turnt for me. Uh, it is live, so, so that might be challenging for you, but um, let's, I want to start and, and kind of focus this morning on really the scripture that inspired this movement, this family. Um, would you go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5. We're going to read verse 14 through 16. We'll have it up on the screen if you don't have your physical Bible or device with you this morning. Reading from the ESV today. Beginning in verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Father. We thank you that you came. You came and you created. You created a space and a place of fellowship and life, community, family. But Lord, you made us humans, men and women alike in your likeness, in your image, not just to look like you, but in chapter 2, it tells us that you breathed your breath of life in us. That you didn't just form us, but you filled us with your breath, with your life, with your light. And it was then that we became fully alive. To be your representatives, to be carriers and bearers of your glory, that wherever we spread out, over the face of the earth, that your presence would follow. Lord, even as we have gone on a journey through humanity of disobeying and being separated and divided and surrendering and abdicating our call, and by your grace, many of us have come and be, been reconciled to that through Jesus. Lord, I pray that you'd help us this morning just to have a refresher on what that looks like 
as we stand between the tension of it is finished and the return. Help me this morning to commute, to communicate in these brief moments that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. The concept of shining can be beautiful and complicated all at the same time. You know, when we think of that term of shining, or we think of somebody shining, or, you know, I think of, you know, one shining moment at the end of March Madness being sung, it's typically these moments or these times when we think of someone shining that it's like people on their best day, right, living their best life, their best Instagram self. Uh, most people, usually it's like Instagram, it's, you're going to get the, the highlight reel on Instagram. It's when people are on, on top of their game, experiencing the best things, promotions, championships, engagements, weddings, brilliant performances, academic accomplishments, parenting successes, planning the perfect date night without the need to phone a friend. Right, this, these are the shining moments, right? Right? Come on, talk back to me, folks. Kind of. Kind of. You see, I, I used to think, I, I, I had this thing in my mind where I thought that the only way that you could shine for God is if you did everything right. If you followed all the rules. If you said please and thank you. If you prayed the right prayers. If you didn't cuss, smoke, or chew. If if you did all the things, the aforementioned things above, if I was at the top of my game with a smile on my face and then a finger pointed to the sky, that's how I give glory to God, right? People do it at award shows all the time. Live ever, however you want to live, make the nastiest, raunchiest movie, as long as when you're at the Oscars or the Grammys, you say, first of all, I just want to thank the man upstairs, right? Shining. However, I learned really quickly that if my shine was only, if the, sh the prerequisite to shining was perfection, then I was a sure failure because I am not perfect. My wife on the front row will tell you, you are not perfect. I learned that it's impossible to follow the law perfectly. I learned that not every day is fun and easy just because you're saved. In fact, and some of y'all know this, many days will even be more difficult because you make a choice to follow Jesus. I learned that though my salvation was sure in a moment that the process of sanctification is a lifelong process. What does that mean? That means that we are all a work in progress. That means that I've still got broken areas. I've still got messy spots. I still have things that I don't want posted on social media. I've got some things that I probably shouldn't have posted on social media, and you do too. It means that we don't always feel shiny. And, and quite frankly, often we might find ourselves feeling like we are in a very dark place. So what I feel like can tend to happen when we crash into this reality, and maybe it's just me, but I don't think it is, is that we see this call 
and this charge to be the light of the world. And we see this charge to shine brightly and to be a city set on a hill. And we feel this pressure to shine, but we have a very limited or narrow or, or distorted perspective of what that looks like. And so we either don't shine at all, and we do what is said in Matthew 5, and we hide it under a basket. We hide our light under a basket of shame or condemnation or religion or false humility, or we manufacture some artificial light just to keep people at an arm's distance while we pretend to have it all together and pray that they don't realize that we don't. However, in lieu of this call as the body of Christ and this specific call to us as a church family, what we must not lose sight of is where the shine comes from in, in the first place. We say this all the time. It's our vision, vision statement. City of lights exists to connect a people, ignite a city, and light the world for the glory of God. And if you've ever been through City 101, one of the things that you will know is that the very first thing we talk about is connection. Connection to Christ and community. If we don't connect to Christ, everything is a wash. Why? Because Jesus is the light. Come on, church. I'm going to do that again. Jesus is the light. See? He is the one. Outside of him, we don't have anything. You, you've heard me say this before. Apart from the light of God, we're just like, it's like a light bulb. You can have the most ornate, most beautiful, most majestic chandelier. Apart from being connected to the power source, it's just fancy glass. You can have the most well-intentioned, uh, the, the best of intentions to serve and to engage but apart from the transforming, life-changing, life-giving light of Jesus flowing and coming to us and shining through us, we are wasting our time. Jesus is the light that was foreshadowed in the Exodus. He was prophesied as the light. He was identified as the light by Apostle John, and he himself declared in John chapter 8, verse 2, that he was, in fact, the light of the world. It's his light that shines in the darkness, and it's his light that the darkness cannot overcome. It is his light that through the love of the Father and the passion of the Son, the move of the Spirit dwells and can dwell on the inside of us. That means that if this light is truly Jesus, then his light can shine through you even when you're going through it. Do you hear me? His light can shine through you even as you're going through it. Now, I love... In, in Matthew 5, verse 16, I love reading from the ESV, but particularly the way that the uh, KJV says it. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. 
Everybody just say, so shine. So shine. You know, what I'm going to say here is a bit of a play on words, but I think it'll help you get this point, is it's saying that we should shine, we should shine so that others may see your good works. However, when I look at it, the phrasing of that so shine, it kind of reminded me of this no-nonsense rugby coach that I had when I was in, in high school. And whenever you would get to, like, the max of exhaustion or you'd try to come to him and tell him why you couldn't go back on the field or why, why you couldn't show up or why you didn't think you could play, he would just kind of listen to your reasoning and he would just go, so? We still got a game. And, and I think, and I'm sure that many of us in here, as you, if you haven't thought this before, you might even be thinking it right now, as you can think of all the reasons why you shouldn't shine. Or maybe when you see this scripture and it talks about, so let your shine, light shine before men that they would see your good works, you just think, man, I don't have any good works worth seeing. Can I tell you that pressing through doubt and into God and learning how to trust him in the midst of questions, that's a good work. Worshiping and coming and choosing to open up your mouth and give God praise while you're battling through disappointment is a good work. We can think of all of these reasons. God, I I don't have... I don't, I don't have this, I don't, I don't have this education, or I don't have this experience, and I just feel like the Lord wants you to, just wants to look at you and say, so? Shine. But, but God, you don't know what I'm coming from. I, I don't have, we, we, I'm in debt, I can barely feed my, fa- so? Shine. God, I'm still, I, I, I'm still battling through this unforgiveness and this anger, and, and, and I know you're going to take me through, but right now I'm in a really hard place. So? shine. God, I'm still struggling with trust issues, and I don't know, I I, I don't know even where I'm going to be next month. So, shine. Why? Because, yes, we shine when things are going well. Yes, we can shine when, when, when the sun is shining and it feels just the perfect weather. We're about to head into a beautiful season of weather in Indianapolis. We're going to shine. But you know what? I actually believe that when we choose to shine, when it's hard and when it hurts and when it costs something, his light shines even brighter. His power, the word says, his power is perfected in our weakness. Some of our weakness is that we think we can only shine when our lives are perfect. And so we withhold. But can I let you know something? We don't shine because we're perfect. We don't shine because we have it all together. We don't shine because we are always living our best life. Yes, we do shine on good days, but can I tell you, there's a beauty of shining on a bad day. We shine in the midst of heartache. We can shine scared. We can shine in barrenness. 
We shine in loneliness. We shine when we can feel, even when we feel overwhelmed and overworked. We can shine when we feel unseen. We can shine in the midst of insecurity of what people see. We can shine when the cost of doing so takes a toll and we can shine through adversity. We can shine not because we are so faithful, but because he is. We shine because he shined first. Jesus Christ, the preeminent light of the world, came from the throne of heaven to the throes of humanity. He shined in the midst of opposition. He shined in the midst of adversity. He shined washing the feet of his betrayer. He shined while being falsely accused and convicted. He shined while living the life we should have lived. He shined while dying the death we should have died. And he certainly shined three days later when not even death itself could steal his shine. Our shine is about what he did. For the glory of the Father and the restoration of his family, we can now shine brightly that all may see his wondrous light. We shine Because he shined first. So, shine. Look at the person next to you and say, so, shine. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. You say, I just don't feel, I just don't feel authentic. You don't have to fake it. Do you know? That he is faithful, and he is true, and he is consistent whether we feel like it or not. So how do we do that? Worship team, go ahead and come on up. Ushers, go ahead and hand out the lights. Well, the first piece of it is this. is surrender. A lot of times, where it feels fake is when we know... We're supposed to shine, but we're just trying to do it in our own means and in our own way. And we're presenting some false image of what we think the shine looks like. Sometimes shining and the way that God has called us to reveal. See, what people are looking for is they're not looking for fake folks who are pretending to be changed. Y'all hear me? Like. You know, we got this debate on the internet this week about Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's. Y'all know I had to mention it, right? Y'all know I had to mention it. And the thing is, there's a lot of folks that are just, they they didn't even try the sandwich. Why? Because they didn't want to wait for two hours in line. And so we can fake a lot of things. We can project a lot of things. But there's something that even if, when you experience God, you can be honest and you can be real. And what people want to hear are real stories from real people who have encountered a real God and are still going through real life challenges. You don't glorify God by numbing yourself and ignoring the pain and pretending to praise through it. You glorify God when you say, God, we're going to walk through this thing, and I'm going to 
have the courage to process through my grief and my pain. And I'm going to trust you through it. Because like David, I can, I can hold fast to you knowing that regardless of my circumstances, you are faithful and I'm submitted to you and not my problem. It begins with surrender. And then it transitions from just a place of surrender of saying, God, you are the Lord and Savior. You are the King and Rescuer. And where you go, I will follow. And what you say, I will say. And where you lead, I will walk and follow you. And then it transitions when you get that posture into a posture of service. So what does that mean? It means that God designed you. The Word of God tells us that we were actually created to do good works. Do you know He put you on this planet to make it better? He put you on this planet because there's a deposit of glory that has been seated in you to make the world more rich and more vibrant and more beautiful as we are alive in Him. And so God will begin to ask you, if you dare to say, Lord, I surrender to you, even in the midst of not fully understanding what that looks like, I, I, I'm going to surrender to you. How may I serve you? You know what he'll do? He'll actually tell you something. He's a God that speaks. Maybe it's serving in an area of service. I'm so thankful for every person who sets up and tears down and serves the city kids and greets people and loves on people. Maybe it's serving in a community outreach. Maybe God's going to whisper to you a way to serve the people in your dorm or at your workplace or in your home. But I know that he will speak. The question is not, will he speak? The question is, will you respond? Now, as we wrap up, we're going to transition. I just want to take a moment. We're going to do something here in a second. We cheesily call this the litmus test. It was not a dad that came up with that. I just want you to know. It was a girl who has a dad. She probably got the cheesiness from him. But, but it really is just a demonstration to get a sense of how God has been adding and what he's been doing in birthing this. Because when I talk about hearing and then obeying, is we didn't just get here on accident. God began to shine light on a vision in his heart that he had for the city. We know that City of Lights is certainly not the first church that has had that call. He's been doing it long, long, long before I was ever thought of. But he sparked that vision in our heart. And little by little, he began to add people to it. So in a moment... As we begin to do this, I'm just going to call out some different parts of our timeline. And when I say shine, if that is you, each of you should have a light in your hand. I just want you to hold it up and light it. And I just want to take, before we do this, a moment to thank all of you who have contributed throughout the years. I hope that there's some that maybe aren't here anymore, that might be listening to the podcast. I just want to thank you as well. But first and foremost, I just want to thank, take a moment to thank all of our launch team that came from Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to have you raise your hands in a second. 
but can you just raise your hand now so we can acknowledge you? If you came from Jacksonville, Florida to help plant this church, raise your hand. Can we all give them a hand? See, when I'm, when I'm reading this scripture and I think about this surrender and this service, I recognize that unlike many people that came here, and not to lessen the sacrifice of the service that has come from others, you stepped out of your families, your community, your comfort zone, and you left home, and you packed up your lives to come and start a new one here, and we just celebrate you guys. So let's give them a hand one more time. All right. Can I get a light? Can I get a light, please? Like, like one of our lights. I'm not trying to smoke a cigarette on stage, you know what I'm saying? That'd be awkward. Like, man, this pastor is real raw. So raw. All right. So, let's go ahead and stand up together. Zach, you can bring up the music a little bit. And can we go ahead and kill the lights? In 2015, the Lord dropped the vision and the call to plant City of Lights. And Kelly and I went to the Every Nation Assessment Center where we received our green light to plant. And the Owens family said yes to planting City of Lights. Go ahead and shine. In 2016, 15 people stepped out in faith, trusting God, leaving the familiarity for what God was calling them to plant and to embark on a grand adventure. If you came from Jacksonville to come and plant City of Lights, would you lift your light and shine? In the fall, we began having interest meetings and launch team meetings in our home, small, intimate worship gatherings, but building the foundation and the core of what would be this family. We were building family from family. If you came during the fall of 2016, would you lift your light and shine? In 2017, we had our first preview services and our official launch in the Landmark Theater which became our first home and also had our first round of baby dedication. If you came during our launch at the Landmark Theater in that season of, at the theater, would you lift your light and shine? In August, we relocated to the Avondale Meadows YMCA and also hosted our first baptisms. If you came when we moved to the Y in the fall of 2017, would you lift your light and shine? In 2018, we celebrated one year in the We Shine as One campaign. Would you lift your light and shine? Over the summer, and the kickoff was our summer camp. If you came with the rest of 2018, go ahead and lift your light and shine. At the beginning of 2019, Kelly and I took the first three months to have a season of sabbatical. And through that season, this beautiful, great family continued to grow and to shine and to carry out the mission. If you came during the first three months of the year, 
Would you go ahead and lift your light and shine? Yeah. And if you've come this year between April and you find yourself here today, a part of this congregation, a part of this people, would you lift your light and shine? Go ahead and look around this room. God has done a beautiful work. But the reason that we're here, the re- yeah, we can go ahead and celebrate that. God's done a great work. Woo! But the reason that any of us are here to lift our hands and to shine our lights is because He shined first. So as the worship team leads us in this song with hands lifted and lights blazing, can we give honor? to the one who pursued us in our dark place, to the one who came relentlessly and passionately after us with his glorious light. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget, you can find us online at cityoflights.church and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.